KKFN and KKFN HD1 Longmont, Denver. Denver Sports Station. 1043 The Fan. From the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built for tough. Here's the Honorable Judge, Dan Jacobs. Jacob Show rolls on into the final hour. We're at uh, Training Camp 2023. On the air, thanks to Team Internet, the DenverSports.com zone. If we're here, thanks to Ting Internet. If you live in Centennial, make Ting your lightspeed internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash centennial for more info. Also powered by the Ford Lightning, F-150 Lightning, all electric and built Ford Tough. Yeah, stop by if you are um, exiting. If you're listening to us on the DenverSports.com app right now, stop by. We have a couple listeners here. Carlos, right? Carlos is here talking to Brian. And uh, who's, your, who's your friend? Chino. Carlos and Chino here. Uh, guys, get our water from uh, courtesy of Cravinas if you uh, so choose. Um you guys want to get, if you're listening, you want to get involved in the program, 303-713-1043 is the uh, RamosLaw.com text line. Um, we had a lot of conversation. I surprised a lot of conversation um, this, uh, this program about the, um, the new stadium. It continues to be a very hot topic of discussion for um, Broncos fans, and it's interesting. I, I and, and it's contrary to me. Like I'm, I'm, I guess I'm new school on this one, right? Because I think the old school perspective is, come on, give us some. You know, we want it in Denver. We want it to stay in the city of Denver. We like it. Quote downtown. I don't consider it to be downtown right now. <clears throat> um, I guess there is a perspective that says, well, it's downtown. It's just not in lower downtown. It's not in Lodo. I consider downtown to be Lodo, right, at least in that area. Um, I don't consider that stadium to be conveniently located at all. Why do I not consider it to be conveniently located? One, what James Merrill was talking about, for example. It's a nightmare to get there because traffic is always a bear right there. Um, it's a bear to get out, Um that stretch of I-25 is not particular. I'm not. I don't have a particular fondness of it, like James is saying. In any time, like even like like James says, particularly on the weekends, like you always think, oh man, yeah, maybe it's Saturday. Maybe I can get there, and boom, like there's always something with that stretch. Um, and then when you get get down there, um, like for for whatever reason, the exit to, to exit that when you're leaving a Broncos game, you're like, wait a minute, where is the exit to get out of there again? Um, that's a nightmare. There's not good things around there that I want to um, get away from. You know, uh, go see or things or whatever. Got somebody honking as they go by. We got a lot of people listening that uh, like the DenverSports.com zone. Um, 
somebody uh, saying here, the old Bear Stadium with retractable stands was the best stadium there ever was. Well, for nostalgia purposes, um, maybe. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll believe you on that. Um, so the Lions and the Cardinals play in domes with all the bells and whistles. They suck. Expensive stadiums don't equal winning. No, the stadiums don't equal winnings, but if they equal a... a a nice experience. See, I, I want to have a good experience. If I'm see, I think most of us, and that's why I said I guess I'm new school, right? Most of us, if we're going to bother going, right, because we are going to get nailed in the pocketbook to go to anything now. I mean, it's going to be. We were talking about this on the show last weekend. To go to a CU game, any game. This year, if you go to the team website, it's going to cost you probably, if you have a family of four, it's going to cost you dang near a 1000 bucks to go to a sporting event. And the Broncos game, I'm going to guess, is a 1000 bucks or more. So if I'm going to spend a 1000 bucks or more with, you know, but by the time you're paying for the, God, what is a uh, a beer cost at a Bronco game, fifteen, eighteen dollars. What does a soda cost? Thirteen, fifteen dollars. What, what what do concessions cost at a Broncos game? You know what do you what do you, what are you in concessions? No, I can't imagine you're dropping less than a C note on concessions. And if you're a drinker, if you if you if part of your football experience is you want to imbibe a little bit. It's probably two C notes or more. So you're talking a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. You're gonna want to have a good experience at the stadium. Otherwise, why not sit at home on your couch where you have your 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 giant flat screen TV? You can rewind and you know. Good to see you guys. Thanks, Carlos and Chino, for stopping by. Did you get waters? You need waters for the road. Um, but where you can have the good experience. The comfortable experience, the comforts of your home, uh, of your own home, the comforts of home, so to speak, right? Well, I, for me personally, one, I want it to be convenient, right? And now, getting to any game is never going to be convenient, right? Like, you're going to have to have the right perspective. But if they can make it more convenient to get there, for one, like, I'd like to have a monorail, right? And, you know, that can, could conceivably happen. If it's built out by the airport, right? Maybe they can have a, a monorail that either takes you to the stadium and to the airport. That could happen. That would be awesome. Um, or just something or a light rail at a minimum and a nice, big, deluxe light rail system. Not just, you know, what they have now that is packed with <laughs> smelly trunks that gets you to the Bronco Stadium right now. Like maybe a bigger, nicer one that could get you to the stadium. Right now, that runs, you know, I guess adjacent to 470. Like, like these big, you know, nicer premium options and nicer seating and, and uh, you know, nicer amenities and, and then nicer places. You go down there way in advance because you are eating, you know, before and, you know, shopping and, and doing things before. And maybe there's lockers where you can put your, you know, shopping and stuff or whatever. You are, you, you know, the parking's good and you can leave stuff in your car. I don't know. All sorts of amenities that are cool. And it's a cool experience. To go to. And maybe maybe I go down there during the week because there's cool things to go to. I don't know, man. Um, but I guess I'm 
new school in that regards, and um, which is a kind of a new experience for me because I'm you know no- normally pegged for uh, you know being a little uh, older than my years in certain things. Um, so um, that's a unique experience. Um, if the Denver Broncos, this is RamosLaw.com text line. It's the Denver Broncos, not the Commerce City Broncos. Nobody wants out there near that blank hole. Well, Commerce City, by the way, is not what it used to be, okay? And I know I know, for a while there they wanted to, the city was looking at, you know, renaming itself or, you know, they wanted to change the narrative. Commerce City is not the old, stinky, smelly dog food plant that it used to be when we were kids, okay? Commerce City is different now. Like, it's, it's a nice place, all right? Let, let's just get rid of this notion that commerce city and by the way out by the airport is not really commerce city you know it's it's a different place anyway i mean it doesn't by the way it doesn't have to be out by the airport but that to me that makes the most sense but nobody thinks that the gaylord's a dump in the middle of commerce city gaylord if you've been to the gaylord you know it's like 300 bucks a night you know and it has all sorts of things that even if you're not staying at the gaylord um all sorts of events that people go to with their you know their families um that make you know sense you know, event, you know, like, uh, you know, you know, plays and shows and, you know, skating events and, you know, all sorts of things. Um, so and it's not a dump out in the middle of Commerce City. So, you know, I think that's that narrative, you know, probably should die. And by the way, um, Stan Kroenke is, um, t- you know, talking about putting some sort of practice. This is what DMAC has been talking about, putting some sort of practice facilities out there, I guess, near Dick's Sporting Goods Park or, you know, where. The, the abs and nuggets could practice and youth sports could practice and teams could come in and have their competitions and stay and whatever. Like the, the, the narrative that you can't do business in commerce, commerce city is pretty much dead. And Adrian Dater put out um, a story that, you know, the abs and nuggets could move there eventually because, and, and another texture had, had texted in earlier in the show about, you know, the, the stadium, the land in the stadium is too valuable to let it go because it's prime real estate in Denver. Well, what do you think they would do with that land? Now, I don't know that the, the Broncos don't actually own that land. Um, I think the Metro District owns it. Um, they have the right to make the money from the stadium. Um, so I don't think, I think that's the way that works. I don't think the Broncos actually own that. But look, even if they did, you don't think they're going to make the money off that? So so here's the, the example I use with Stan Kroenke. If he moved the, the – the, it would actually make more sense for him to, to move the, the Avs and Nuggets, right? Let's say he, he moves the Avs and Nuggets to Commerce City and builds his complex out there. Avs and Nuggets fans, assuming they're winning, are still going to go there. And then he builds his um, – I think it's called the uh, River Mile is what he's going to build right now where Elitch is, is, where he's, he's building an entire development district there that's going to bridge the gap into downtown, into Lodo. And instead of having – Pepsi centers there. He's going to build condos. He's going to make all the money off those condos and everything else. He's going to build office buildings and all that. He still is going to make the money off that land, and then he's going to make the money off the new ball arena or whatever he builds up north in Commerce City. So the land still has the value. He just doubles his money. So it makes all sorts of sense from that perspective. Um, so that's what we're talking about there. All right, so we got our superstars um, pulling up here. DMAC. Wearing a shirt that says, bikes are meant to be used. Well, I'll counter that argument, or I'll buttress that, buttress that argument saying, DMAC, not only bikes are meant to be used, not crashed. And as I said that, his bike falls over. 
But when I was hosting with him a month ago, he was crashing his bike in Cherry Creek State Park. All right, so uh, for you guys that want to get involved in the program, it's 303-713-1043. It's the Dan Jacobs Show. Now he's just giving up. Doesn't that thing have a kickstand? Do not operate that thing. Now he's just giving up. He's just setting the bike over on its side. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, um, two gentlemen that were in the show, uh, in the show, they're going to join the show. They were watching practice throughout the day. Uh, Darren D. Mac McKee will join us, and then after that, we'll have Richie Carney to uh, round out the show. It's the Dan Jacobs Show on a glorious, breezy, beautiful Saturday afternoon at the DenverSports.com zone right across from Centura Health um, Training Center here on The Fan. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. Here's the Honorable Judge Dan Jacobs. I like this. Talking about D-Mac's accident. Uh, D-Mac was viciously attacked by the ground. He called 303 Law 4040 and got that rad t-shirt. So you're just telling me, DMAC, uh, bikes don't have kickstands anymore. In general, unless you're like seven, but in general, they don't. No. You know, I was at a bike shop this week. Congratulations, you got lost. Uh, they were really trying to sell me these uh, electric bikes that are like... They're very popular. 5,000. Perfect for you. Doesn't 9, take much effort. Yeah. Now, this is, you know, a little embarrassing, but, uh, you know, am I going to sit around? So my my daughter, she's five years old. She's riding her yeah. bike like crazy. She yeah. had a flat tire. Yeah. Let's change it. Well, I'm not going to change it. Do, do you know how to change a flat tire? No. I mean, I could. Could you? But I'm not going to. Could you, though? Could you? If I absolutely had to, but... Do you think so? Honestly... I bet you couldn't. Honestly, I could, but it's going to take me... I got the tool bag right in my bike. I'd like to see you do it. Um... Well, you actually had to take yours for the... When you had your accident, you had know. to take I, the bunch I, I don't even know what I'm right. I can't yeah. change a tire either. Yeah, I, I could. I have all the tools to do it, but I, I could I change, it, but yeah. it's going to take me an hour or two. I'm going to be miserable. So yeah. I just said, I'm going to take it to the bike shop, and I'm going to pay 20 bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the way to go. Right. Laziness. So, so you would? Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah I mean, yeah, I, it, yeah. do you want it? I'm going to be frustrated. <laughs> I'm going to be miserable. And am I going to be happy in life? And what, what's better? Right, exactly. Just take out the time. That's why I don't mow the lawn anymore. That's yeah, so why you have uh, future uh, first, or not first, uh, future, round, right? future uh, you know, MLB draft picks. That's doing, right. Doing your That's uh, right. lawn. That's right? right. True story. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, you, you know, a little, uh, the, te- the, the take on the text line after we paid, uh, played Sean Payton okay. uh, was yes. uh, DMAC. Uh, you were the only interesting thing from that press conference. Uh, how so? Um, you're the only thing that got any reaction out of Sean Payton. What, what, what did I say? I don't even remember. What, what oh, got I think the it was uh, that includes uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. That was that was kind of a, a moment like like you got to confirm it, you know, and, and nobody had really asked that specifically. He's, at, he's implied that the starters will play, and it's just like one of those moments of like including Russell Wilson, and I thought he had a funny line. Well, he is a player. And I like that line because it does show, okay, fine, he is a player, no different than everybody else. But it was just one of those moments where you just had to sort of, you just sort of had to get it publicly said. So Russell Wilson will play in the preseason, according to Sean Payton. And that'll actually be a headline probably all over the, the sports country that that'll actually happen. So See, Yeah, and well, my take on it was, thank God for guys like DMAC because we wouldn't get anything. Like, the whole entire rest of the press conference was just vanilla. Um, how important is it to have guys? I know. I, I, the, the, the how questions drive me nuts. I'm not going to lie. The, the, whenever a question starts with the word how, it's 
like how? how? What do you mean how? Yeah. Uh, to me, that's an odd one. I try to never start a question with how, but a lot of guys do. I mean, a lot of people ask questions that start with how. Yeah, and so the press conference is going to be, you know, especially softball, the, the Sean Payton, and he's going to be what we've heard is, if history is any gauge, Sean Payton's going to mind his P's and Q's for the next two or three weeks, and then we might get something interesting. Well, I did ask about mental discipline because they have struggled with that in back-to-back days during the two-minute drill for the first team. And I'm taking some cues from Sean Payne about certain things that he's saying, and he referenced it today. There's 32 teams releasing 37 guys. I actually got the handy-dandy calculator. That's 1,184 players. He has implied multiple times now that there are possibilities of other guys, other places coming here. Now, usually, Dan, that's one or two guys. But perhaps we will see more of that with Sean Payton. And I think some guys that just aren't picking things up, maybe some bigger names, might be toast on this team that he had nothing to do with. And I think there are frustrations with how this team was built. I don't think he's going to be so bold like he was um, the other day. Uh, with USA Today, but I still think he shares those frustrations. Like, why is the why are these guys, why is this guy even here if he can't pick up on things and doesn't have the mental toughness or discipline to sort of be with the program? And I got one name for you in particular, and that's Albert Okawebenam. I think Albert, uh, Albert O actually made a nice play today, one nice play, but that guy just does not seem to be getting it. And Sean Payne's like, well, why do I got to deal with this guy? You know, I, I got other options. It's interesting, and I don't remember who it was, but, you know, there was somebody, one of our teammates here on the station, that was like, hey, man, that's not his job. That was a huge failure by Coach Hackett to bench him yeah. um, and put him in the doghouse. It's a mistake to make um, Albert O put him in a position where he doesn't succeed, and that's what Sean Payton's going to do. He's not going to ask Albert O to do things he's not good at, and Albert O is such a, a trans, you know, transformative talent that he yeah. doesn't have to block. You're just going to ask him to to um, you know, catch the ball. And it, then it, I've heard you guys talk about him not blocking. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's blocking in Albert O, forget about it. He can't caution others. He can't jump off sides, and he's got to be special. But he does have some crazy special physical, natural abilities, but, Dan, it's a scale. Like, how much is that worth? How much is it worth you, you know, not picking up on things and your natural ability? Like, when are we ever going to see it, and what's the point if we can't really use it? Uh, So I think he's one, and I think there'll be a couple of others that are just like, I didn't draft this guy. I don't know this guy. I, You know, whatever with this guy. I'm moving on. Who else? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I'm going to guess there will be two or three other guys that kind of fit that bill, too. I wonder and, go ahead. Well, uh, how has uh, Lloyd Cushenberry looked? Uh, he's looked okay. You know, it's hard to, for me to break down the center position. I mean, I don't know. He's been okay, I guess. Um, that's a tough one. I, I don't know if there's a, a center banging on the door to take his butt. I think he's safe. I think he's safe. Okay, so along those lines, and it's so hard in training camp, right? But you and I were arguing a month ago when we were working together about this offensive line. I'm still skeptical. You're like, oh, no, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. So far. Well, they had a rough day today. Hasn't no, no. been better. Uh, it was rough today when you take two penalties in the uh, two-minute drill, just like there were two penalties yesterday 
in that same sort of period. I mean, that's rough. Now, today ended on an awesome play. Russell Wilson to Jerry Judy in the back of the end zone. Touchdown. You know, you were down six. You had 50 seconds to get a touchdown, and you got it today. You got it today. Like, that was kind of cool. You know, there's a lot of ways for that to blow up and not go your way, but they did get it today. But what preceded that was the first team just making a mess of it, just like they did yesterday in that situation. So you could hear Sean Payne's frustration, and I think it was like a how satisfying was it. You know, he goes, well, you know, not so great considering what happened initially. So it was a balance of things. It's, you know, how was it? Not great. All right, so I was having some fun with you on Twitter because you have an article on denversports.com. Did you like it? Uh, well, I said, is it fear-mongering? Are you just fear-mongering? What part of it was fear-mongering? Uh, well, when you say, is it time to how long do we have to go before we say um, that uh, Russell Wilson um, is, could, be a, could be an issue? Well, are you okay? Are, Russ, are you okay? okay. Yeah. You know, that, that's essentially where it went. So I do wonder the toll of time and everything that goes on. Are you are you just okay? But I, I think we're seeing what what we're seeing out here is a way to manage Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson can throw a deep ball. Everybody in the NFL, Dan, who's a quarterback, can throw a deep ball. There's nothing special about throwing a deep ball. They can all do it. But can you manage things, Russ, in a situation where you're not costing us anything? And and I think they're figuring it out. So I think they're going to take a lot of things we've seen here in training camp, Dan, and throw them in the trash can because <laughs> it's just yet another ball batted down in a, 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 a red zone, lower red zone period today. Like just trying to find a guy in the middle in a congested line is just not Russell Wilson's thing. So it's not like you're going to give up on the middle of the field. He used Samaj P. Ryan in a nice, you know, just over the line of scrimmage play yesterday that was in the middle of the field. In seven-on-sevens, you've seen him effective in the middle of the field. But I think they're going to take a lot of things that just are logically not going to work with Russ and put him in a trash can, and we'll never see him again. So I think it's going to be a little bit more limited with Russ, but I don't think it's going to be – it's not going to be a situation where you can't win. I think you definitely can win, but you got to have a great running game. And, Dan, it's not – a team or a quarterback that's going to thrive if you keep making dumb mistakes where it's first and 15, first and 20, second and 15, you know, those type of things. Okay, so we had two things that we could have hoped for coming into camp. One, last year was an aberration, mm-hmm. and we're going to get back to Seattle Russ, Hall of Famer type Russ, or Sean Payton was going to be able to just minimize a declining Russ and put him in positions to succeed, and they kind of get by and win. Yeah, it's it, like let Russ make salads, not cook. Right. Is it safe to say so far we don't think we've seen Seattle Russ come back? I don't think Seattle Russ is ever coming back. The the, the that, that type of player, I think, is gone. And I think it's just about um, finding a different style that can still work. The guy is in great shape. Uh, he's, he's certainly got a ton of experience. His teammates do love him, and I can see why. you got to see him out on the field, man. He is high-fiving everybody. He's engaged with everybody. He's very positive. Him and, like, Garrett Bowles is, you know, he's very close with him. So, I mean, there's, there's relationships out there, Dan, that I think are truly genuine. I do remember when Jay Cutler was around here, and he talked to, like, three people. You know, it was like Jay and Tony Scheffler and the, and the bros. And, yeah, I don't know if he was friendly with anybody else. He certainly didn't look like it, but he had some unbelievable arm talent, right? Well, I mean, Russ is on a little bit of a decline on that. Not a ton, but a little bit. And and he's going to try to get the support of his other teammates. I, I think the things that he did trying to be better last year with the office and the, 
Tuesday State of the Union meetings were all relatively well intentioned. Right. But it just was it was it was just asking too much of his teammates. It was just a little bit too much of everything. And I think he's backed off of that this year, and I think you can tell. Um by the way, I love your stuff on Twitter, you and Rachel. Um, oh, after, right on. After the, after the uh, practices, watch watch it all the time. Great way to figure out what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. So I encourage all of our listeners to do that on Twitter. Um, particularly the one, and I was out here for, you know, for that practice, but uh, Tim Patrick, man, that's a killer. Uh, it's devastating. Um, not only for him personally, but to the team, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. He was <laughs> arguably going to be their number one receiver. Mark Schlereth has talked about how valuable he was in blocking. Uh, sort of, you know, like Rod and Ed. And uh, and plus, the, his comeback itself was, you know, one of the more rallying points of the entire team. So it's a bummer. That being said, it has blown me away throughout the years, Dan, how quickly these guys, seriously, just it's it's not very sentimental out there. They they do move on quickly. They were moving the huddle while he was still on the ground. Right, exactly. And, you know, it's it's like later that afternoon, it's like, well, you know, we're moving on without him. It's like, wow, it just happened. And Jonas Griffith, same thing. He's out. And K.J. Hamler, he's gone. He's out. It's a, it's a Lord of the Flies mentality <laughs> out there where we just got to survive on our own and do the best we can with what we got. So James was on earlier, and he's been saying this throughout, and I think he has an article on DenverSports.com. It could be a fatal flaw to the Broncos season if they don't go now into free agency and get some sort of bona fide, qualified veteran wide receiver, hoping that the you know, some somebody, some Kendall Hitton, some, you know, little Jordan Humphrey type is going to jump up and fill that role is going to work. They found out last year that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not likely what do you say? I think that'd be an amazing waste of time, energy, and money. I think what's interesting is their pro football talk said the Broncos are still in the mix for maybe Josh Jacobs or another running back. I think that would be a much more beneficial addition towards the offense they're going to run. Uh, a free agent wide receiver right now? Who? Who's he talking about? Uh, what does he think is so special out there? He, he listed a bunch. Uh, Jarvis Landry, um, Higgins. Uh, he, had, he listened to a bunch. He listed a bunch. I don't know, man. Uh, you, you see great things from Jerry Judy, who caught that touchdown pass. Cortland Sutton's had a very mad at himself. He dropped one ball today. But overall, Cortland Sutton's been really good. Montreal Washington, I, you know, I don't know how much he'll get in the mix. But you have a burner. He won a one-on-one drill today. He made a diving attempt. He didn't catch it, but you could see his speed out there. Then you have Brandon Johnson, who's had a pretty good camp. Um, you've seen um, little Jordan Humphrey and Spots and Callaway. I don't know, man. I, you know, I'm not against it, Dan, but I think it's more likely if they're going to go get somebody, they'll wait till the cuts, and they'll scout everybody there. You know, um, he, he made a point of pointing out, um, oh, my gosh, who's the Taysom hybrid? Hill. Taysom yeah. Hill, right, how they got Taysom Hill. And they were actually, he said, scouting Max McCaffrey, who is the oldest of the McCaffrey crew, and Taysom Hill popped out. So, I mean, you don't have to be. I mean, Sean Payton's giving you clues here what they're going to do. They're going to be very active when it comes to the cutdowns of other teams looking for players. So if they were going to add a free agent guy, as James is suggesting, I mean, they were, I think they would have already done it. Oh, yeah. I think what's, what's much more likely to happen and I think it is an indication that he's not thrilled with a lot of the things going on out here right now. And they are going to be active when the time comes when those cutdowns start. 
Why? This is another thing that. So James isn't necessarily wrong. He may be just wrong about the specifics. He's not going to do it. Yeah. Um, what about uh, another thing James brought up is we haven't really heard much from Marvin Mims. Uh, yeah, I've been watching him as a receiver. He, he hasn't made much of an impact. He's very involved in catching punts, as is Montreal Washington. But there's the, the learning curve is steep. And some of these rookies just need some time. And he hasn't he hasn't leapt off the page whatsoever as a receiver, not at all. Montreal Washington has definitely had more plays and has looked even um oh that, that kid from uh, Incarnate Word, number thirteen. Help me out. I'll think of him. I got him. I got him unless there's somebody Oh, I don't have my roster. Oh no, I do have my roster. Travis Taylor Grimes. Taylor Grimes. I remember it off the top of my head. Even Taylor Grimes, who's like Brandon Stokely two has had more sort of impactful moments than um, than Mims as a receiver so far. Let's, I'll get so you you're out not here. wrong on that either. Yeah. You're right about a lot of stuff here today, Dan. Yeah, well, you. Let's get you out of here on a positive note. Um, uh, have I not been positive right now? Well, no, I'm just points? saying. No, absolutely. Uh, um, right. Just, you know, you, oftentimes, you, you know, you say I'm not very positive, yeah. um, which I always am. I'm the voice of reason. Uh-huh. Um, one of the areas I was concerned about was the pass rush. Yes. And all indications have been, am I wrong, that the pass rush has been so far kind of a pleasant surprise. Yeah, Nick Benito's been like a star. You know, Jonathan Cooper's been solid. Uh, how about this for a little, like, hmm, moment. Randy Gregory tweaked his ankle, and they held him out just to be a little bit careful. Yeah. Tweak. Tweaked his ankle. But there was a moment where every, you know, stuff was going on, and Randy Gregory was, like, on another field. And it was like, you got to be kidding me. But he was seen jogging a little bit. But they're being careful with him. They're being careful with Frank Clark. Um, but anytime you utter the word Randy Gregory and little something. Remember last year? It was, oh, it's no big deal. The Randy Gregory thing, yeah. whatever. No, it's like six. He was out for like six weeks. Right. Like, no big deal. He's, he's missing half the season. Yeah. So anything with Randy Gregory sort of, you know, you, you, your eyebrow goes up. It seemed, it seemed innocuous and very minor. So I don't want to make a big deal of it. But if we want to mark some days, today was the first day of note that Randy Gregory missed at least a little bit of time with a little something. All right, so you didn't – I mean, you had him right where I had him, which is, you know, middle, you know, eight or nine wins. Yeah. Camp for you at watching your recaps has kind of been blah. You know, nothing special. Yeah. Are you still right there? Or I guess I am right there. I, I think what they'll eventually have to do is just mold into an offense – that suits Russell Wilson, which, you know, duh, what else are they going to do? So I think a lot of these things that are not working, you just will never see, and they'll just emphasize the things that, that can happen. What I fear, Dan, is this is not a great um, dig-yourself-out-of-a-hole sort of offense. It's not great. If they don't have the mental discipline to be better pre-snap penalties, then you're gonna be, it's going to be rough. If, if, if it's first and 15 or first and 20, those type of situations, that's almost a death blow for this offense. It's nothing that you can count on. But if you can keep it simple and you can run the ball and you're not asking too much. Now, the bigger question is of that, well, why do we need to pay $50 million a year for a quarterback to, to run that style of offense? And you don't, actually. You can run that style of offense with a lot of different quarterbacks. Well, what Andrew Mason has said is if that's what he's doing, you have to cut him next year. Uh, yeah, it's going down that path. Because at, at $50 million, I mean, it's first and 20. We got it. 
You know, you're going to do something special. It's going to be spectacular. You're, you're, I mean, it's $50 million. It's a, it's a, a crazy imbalance with the, the, the rest of your roster. So um, I, I, I really don't know unless Russ can prove that there is something special left. So I don't think he's bad, okay? I don't think he's terrible. But I do question if there's something special left with Russell But the Wilson. problem is, so if he's not special, then you're just kind of managing things. Well, then you're not – your team's probably not going to be very special. Then you're probably going to have to cut bait. Then you're probably talking about two or three years of mediocrity. That, there you go. And that's, that's that spiral that those teams that missed the playoffs – for 10, 11, 12, the Bills, 17 years missed the playoffs. They just keep Dan in that cycle over and over again, and that is a little bit of the fear that you just cannot get over that hump and you're continually starting over again. So, But I'll tell you this. If you have a special defense and you're really good in something else, you can kind of overcome it. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with that, but I think you can get to the playoffs. Um, but it's not like these other teams are taking time off. And, hey, look at the division. We'll see how the Raiders do. Everybody is so quick to just say the Raiders are going to stink because of Josh McDaniels. You sure? Are we, are we, are yes. Are we positive? We are certain that the Raiders are going to stink. All right, then. Well, they, if they don't have any talent, man. Well, okay, week one is pretty big. Well, they got Jimmy G. And they got Josh they? McDaniels. Is Jimmy they got G De- ready to go? Well, I don't know. He's there, isn't okay. he? I don't know. They got Devontae Adams. He's good. Okay. I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, well, hey, listen. Cool. Week one. Easy peasy, right? You know, W, right? Washington. What are they? What do they got going on? They're a disaster, right? So week two, we're two and oh, right? Hey, man, it's all good. And then they got, but then they run into the buzzsaw. But then they got the week four, whatever, the buzzsaw that is your Justin Fields, right? They got Miami, who's your team. Yeah. And then they got Fields, who, you know, right? Game wrecker. And then we have what likely is going to be the first game flexed into Sunday Night Football. And that would be the New York Jets and all all of that drama. Yeah. So so here we are, man. It's it's we're at at the end of a significant period. They have the day off tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Camp's over. Uh, camp's not. Is camp oh. over then? No, I don't. It's not over. Oh. No, because they have the a preseason 15th? game. Okay. And it, what what's the last day? Seventeenth. Yeah. Wait, okay. Wait. Well, I thought they. You sick of sitting here under the tent? Well, this is my last day out. Here. Oh my God! Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, when's the, last, the, when's the last the, Saturday. When's the tribute parade? So, yeah, the tribute parade. Okay, the dinner. I don't know. <laughs> Darren D. Mac McKee, I appreciate you coming out here. Wow, How long does it take you to get home sad. on the bike? Uh, uh, probably from here, maybe thirty minutes, maybe thirty minutes. Well, I was going to get some lunch. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it's we close. Are... Smoky Hill and Buckley, Dan. I mean, it's nothing. I know. I didn't think. I thought. It would How long would it take you minutes? to walk to to Smoky Hill and Buckley from here? Yeah. How many miles is it? I don't know. 15? 10? 15? 15 miles? You think it's 15 miles from here to Smoky Hill and Buckley? Seriously? Smoky Hill and Buckley? I don't know. It's got to be at least 10, right? It's about six or so. Oh, well, then it's going to take me 30 minutes. All right. We're here. 30 minutes? We're live. From Dan's going to do five-minute miles on the way on the way home. Dan, you're going to run five-minute miles. From the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023, thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning, all electric and built Ford Tough. Here's the Honorable Judge Dan Jacobs.
Dan Jacobs Show. We're live from Training Camp 2020. Denver zone. Thanks to our friends at Con Construction. Now, Richie, when, when Mike Evans does Con, do you know what that means? Yeah, yeah, I do know what that means, and I was—I told Raj that we should have imaged that when we found out they were going to sponsor. We needed to make like a little promo of like the con. It's Star Trek, in case you thought I was bluffing. Yes, okay. A commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build contracts for over three decades. That's con K A H N Construction. Dot com, and we've had people coming by. Also, our friends at Gravinas, uh, ice cold water, which is. Definitely. Today was beautiful. We didn't, you know, anytime you're in the sun, you kind of need some some water. You were over there, Richie. How hot was it? You know what? It felt it felt cooler than some of the 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 early days earlier this week or even last week. There have been some scorchers out there to where even I was like, I need to find some shade. But today felt a little more manageable. Yeah. So James and I were talking about this. James and I. It was kind of fun. Um, I believe this guy's name was Derek, but we're over there on. Um, uh, I think it was Tuesday, mm-hmm. and we're sitting on the hill, and I'm talking about the, uh, it was hot, yeah. you know, and the guy in front of us was like, turns around, I was like, yeah, I was listening to this guy on the radio, you guys talk about the heat, man, I was listening to this guy on the radio, and he was talking about how there's got to be a way to do this, it was, just, yeah. it was the Dan Jacobs show, yeah, and I think he knew yeah, it, it was me. He was being tongue in cheek. Yeah, and no, he was he was trying to see if it was me. Oh, and I go, oh, that's me. And or James said it was me, and he goes, I thought it was you, you know. And he's yeah, like, of course, of course. He had no idea, but now he's like, oh yeah, totally. I was just yeah, checking. Yeah. I'm making lo- sure you knew. Yeah, he's, I love listening to you. And I said, you know, by the way, this is James Merrillat. He goes, oh, I love you. You know, when you guys go back and forth, it's great stuff. And he says, so we start talking about it, and you know, because it is on the hill, it's a lot, and I think would be. You know, a nice thing for the fans because it is—it's a lot, dude. And eventually, we did. We went. You know, there is a tent. Not everybody can get underneath it, but it's a, you know, it's a little tent. And we ended up watching the rest of it. Um, but it gets hot up there, dude. Like it's a—you know—like it's—it's hard to do for you know two hours. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, well, we have the benefit of the you know. Well, you big media tent. Yeah, we're spoiled. Yeah, we, have, yeah. we have the media tents. Got a nice little you know. You get a little half bottles of Dasani. You got yeah. some free Gatorade in there. Some chairs, but. Uh, yeah, no. Even if I didn't have that, it would be it would be manageable. But there are, I mean, if you peek out on the berm, there's a lot of like I, this poor guy. Yesterday, he uh, this guy was there on the hill with I would assume his girlfriend, fiance, wife of some sort, probably girlfriend. And it was very apparent that she did not want to be there. Like that was not part of her. Friday plan, ah. but I don't know if he traded this out like a hey, you know, we'll go to the farmers market tomorrow. Ah. Because, but I have to use this. But he, this guy, stood there with his, uh, you know, they hand out those rosters, you know, like the the eight by eleven kind of roster deal. He sat for the entire practice, and I wasn't watching him entirely the whole time, but I peeked over a lot. I don't. He held his arm over her head to shade her from the sun for two straight hours. Oh wow. And, like, I, I never saw him, like, put the arm under elbow for support or nothing. He was just locked in. And I was like, that's how bad this guy wanted to be there on Friday morning. You know what? James and I had one of those, um, you know, the commercials for, I, th- I don't even know if it's, like, for an insurance company, um, the commercials that are pretty funny about. Becoming your, your parents? Yes, exactly. Yes, progressive. Yeah. So we had one of those moments. So one of the nice things they're doing out here is when you come in, they give you a wristband. Um, like one of those, uh, you know, gel bands or whatever. Yeah, like the, the yeah. Livestrong. Yeah, silicone, but it's yeah. a Broncos one. And you, you can either keep it as a souvenir or you can take it 
to get a bottle of water. Oh, it's like a barter system. Yeah, and it's a nice ice-cold bottle of water. And um, so I came and I got one, and then I ran into James, and he's like, hey, man, where do you get that water? And it's right over here. But all of a sudden, there was this really long line, and it was, you know, we're standing in the line, and so James can get his water. And all of a sudden, we're like, you know, James says, you know, I'm surprised it's taken this long to get this water. You know, they're just handing out bottles of water. Right. And Miles was taking pictures with somebody, and... I'm like, you know what? You know, funny you mentioned that. It's just, there. It, this isn't the line for the water. This is the line for miles. Let's just go get, we're going to cut this line to get the, mm -hmm. the water. And James was too scared. He goes, well, you're, I think you're right, but I'm not sure. Yeah, like I'm not going to jeopardize my place in line here if you lead us astray. And that I'm like, worried about? Yeah. Well, no, he's like, no, he was like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm too much of a, James Merrillat, of all people, is too much of a conformist. And so I'm like, just give me the band. <laughs> and so I take the band and I go around this line and I go up to the water. There's nobody in the yeah, actual sure enough, water line. In and out transition. Boom, done. And, you know, James was too scared. And I was like the, you know, your parents would be like, no, no, no let's go. I, I, you know what? I actually I didn't know that that's what that was. I've been seeing the wristbands. I, I like that. Just like, you know, the ticketing system has forced you to choose, like, how bad do I really want to go to camp? Do I want to reserve a ticket, even though it's not this? The, now I find out they're making you choose, like, do you want to be fashionable or do you want to be hydrated? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it's fair that we, the people, are forced to make, you know, you decisions know, like that. Safety or fashion. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but you can also buy your own water. But, um, you know, I think that's good. They are giving people free water. I, I, I found it, you know, on a positive note, to be a very good experience. Um, I've been surprised. Uh, I, I assume it's been like this all week. There, I've, I thought the crowds would be, traditionally the crowds have not been great out here. The times I've been out here, even during the week, have been nice. I, I agree. I think the, I, I was expecting that the berm has been... Uh, <laughs> The berm has been well sunned for a lot of years. That grass has seen a lot of, uh, you know, sunlight. But this year, I don't know if it's because creating the free ticket reserve thing, like, generated, like, a faux sense Some of demand. Scarcity. You yeah. know, like a scarcity. Like, oh, man, like, I can't just walk up, you know, and all that. But I agree that the hill has been full um, or, or mostly full every day that we've been out here. Here's a fun question. You weren't, you weren't here for this, right, when I asked this earlier? I don't think you were. I, I have no idea what you're referencing. All right, so this is uh, along that demand, that ticket thing. Um, so I'm on the season ticket waiting list, right? And they said, uh, now, Dan, they emailed me this week. They said, the season ticket list is still 87,000 strong. But here's but. a unique opportunity for you to cut that line. Yeah. The Breckenridge Bourbon Club is open. Yeah, let's get you in. Ground floor, baby. Now, it's premium. You get to go inside the Bourbon Club anytime you want. Mm -hmm. All inclusive. Mm -hmm. Food and booze to all the games. You got to buy all the games, including preseason. So that's what, 12? Uh, yep. All right, 12 games. How many, How much do you think that is per ticket? Ooh. <clears throat> is it five figures? I'm asking you. What do you think it is? I think it's. I think it's high four figures. Was it like? No, no. It's got to be five figures. Is it ten grand? That's exactly what it was. Ten grand. Ten grand. Yes. Yeah. See, deductive reasoning. Yeah. So uh, Dante said sixty-seven hundred, and um, Zach Bai said eight grand. And um, and these are lower bowl seats, um, you know, in the 100 section or whatever. So for a pair of tickets, twenty thousand dollars. 
Yeah, man, you're a very successful entrepreneur, Dan. That's nothing for a uh, yeah. grassroots man like yourself. Yeah, you know, it was too rich for my blood, uh, especially you know, you know, you know just. Uh, 303 law 40 40 is only you know, eight eight months old so uh, we're not uh, we're not we're not you know, next year next now we year, have season, next year you're eyeing the Brett club now we we have season tickets to you know coach prime you know ah, we'll be giving okay. away you know we'll be giving away a couple pairs of those to lucky uh you know lucky you know you know people but uh, yeah let's go to Nebraska so but you know the, the interesting thing is you know Okay, you're dropping ten, ten grand a, t- a ticket. It's all inclusive, but you're around all these rich people. So, yeah. you, how much are you really even, you know, you're not letting loose on that. Yeah. Oh, listen, I gotta be well behaved in that company. It's, it's too rich for my blood, but you, you bet your bottom dollar that I would be milking. The, I would be getting my money's worth on the the, the buffet. I would be Mike Evansing that buffet, <laughs> and I would be uh, I would be sampling all of Breckenridge's finest until I felt like I got my my money's worth. All right, last thing for you. Um, got two minutes left in the show. How was Russell Wilson today? I think that he was – I think he's had a couple of positive days to string together. In a row. I wouldn't say that yes, today was as markedly better as it felt yesterday because the previous days before yesterday were, were pretty bad. But they ended the, – they we got something that we've gotten almost none of so far in training camp, and that was that Russell Wilson specifically and the offense ended practice on a high note. He had a deep bomb to Jerry Judy for a touchdown in the final play of the team period. Uh, and, and I don't know. I, I think that uh, DMAC and, and a lot of people are justifiably so kind of already hardening themselves uh, to the idea of Russell Wilson ever being good again. And just we Well, let me turn. ask you, will we see Russell Wilson, Seattle Russ ever again? Which Seattle Russ? Cause Seattle, Hall, of Fame, Hall of Fame Seattle Russ. Uh, <clears throat> I, I want to say I want to say yes, because if it doesn't happen here with Sean Payton, uh, it's never going to happen again because that will remove the the oh it was all Hackett's fault he was so bad and all that but we I, I, I'm I'm holding out hope that it's yes but you know maybe that's just because I think it's still okay to to dream. All right, sir. Uh, by the way, Texture says, Judge, you spent ten grand on the dog. <laughs> yeah, true, but, true, true. I remember that. Good call. Good yeah, call. But, yeah, but I'm not dropping twenty grand on uh, you know ten games a year. What is it, twelve games a year? All right, that's it for the Dan Jacobs Show this week. We'll be back. Bright and early tomorrow. Not bright and early, not, not that early, but uh, you, if you want to be up early, uh, Matt Smith and Kyle uh, Reese will be at 8 a.m., and then we'll have the easy, like, Sunday morning edition of the Dan Jacobs Show at 10 a.m. tomorrow on The Fan. Thanks for listening, everybody.